Fourth, he was here for Shach or something. Um, okay, we're up to Daf Samach Beis Amid Beis. The bottom two lines we had in the Mishnah, if uh, a, a subtle machlekes of if you say you're not going to drink wine until the Geshamim, so we said Geshamim is the second raining season. There were different there were different periods where this first rain oh that's the first raining season meaning if it rains now it's part of the first raining season then there's a saw second raining season that's the middle and then there was a third and we're going to see the halachic nafkamina of what is a matter whether it's the first second or third that we'll deal with today but but there was a subtle machlokes if you say you're not going to drink wine until the gashamim at a gashamim it was a machlokes tanakama shemlil tanakama said it means until the second rain. Meaning, let's say the second raining season. It's like different opinions. Let's say it's the 23rd of Cheshman. That's one opinion. Let's assume that the second raining season begins with the 23rd of Cheshman. So according to Tanakama, if I say I'm not going to drink wine until Geshamim, that means I can't drink wine until it rains after the 23rd. So if it rains on the 23rd, I get... If, by the way, if it doesn't rain until the 30th, I can't drink it until the 30th. I mean, that's, that's, that's Tanakama. I mean, according to Tanakama, it has to actually rain. Rishimul disagrees. He says, no, it doesn't actually have to rain. Gesham just means the time of the Gesham. So according to Shingon Leel, it's a 23rd of Cheshman always. It doesn't matter whether it rains or not. So according to Tanakam, it has to rain. According to Shingon Leel, it doesn't actually have to rain. It's the time that it normally rains. Okay. So it says the Gemara, Amr of Zerah, the whole Machloik is about whether Geshamim is whether it has to actually rain or the time of the rain to finish the neder is Machloik is Damr Ada Geshamim. It's only when you said Ada Geshamim, which is the normal, which is plural, which is the normal syntax. So that there's a Machloik one says the time of rain, one says actual rain. Avil Amr Ad HaGeshem, but if instead of saying Geshamim, you said Geshem until the rain, Adzman Gesham Kamer. Everybody agrees. Geshem means the time of the rain, not actual rain. So Geshamim is a machlokes. Geshem is everybody agrees because it's not the normal way to say it. Everyone agrees. Geshem means the time of rain. No, it does not have to actually rain if you say the word Geshem. Now here's the problem. Uh, uh, let's start this gemara We're on the, the top of Samach Gimel. It's a long brisa. And then we'll we'll I'll explain what the shaila is, and the shaila is pretty the answer is pretty obvious. We'll see. Kasha. You're telling me that Geshem, everyone agrees it doesn't actually have to rain. Geshem is a machlagis. Okay, here's the problem. Ezuzman, what are the times of raining? I told you there's three the raining season splits up into three parts, first, second, and third. What dates are those? And then let's figure out the date, and then let's figure out why does it matter. Okay. The dates are First opinion, Habachira, the first rains is Begimel, is the third of Cheshvan. Beninis, the middle rains is Shiva, is the seventh of Cheshvan, four days later. And Afelu Be'esrim, and the third one is 13 days later, so it's 3-7-20. That's the first opinion. Uh, I'm sorry, 3-7-23. Divrei Rav Meir, that's our Meir, 3-7-23. Then you have Rav Yehuda, Shiva, Shiva Asar, Esam Mishlesha. 7, 17, 23. So it's 3, 7, 23, 7, 17, 23 of Cheshvan. Rav Yaisi Aymer, Rav Yaisi says, B'Shiva Aser, B'Esam Mishlesha, U'B'Chaydish Kislev. Rav Yaisi says, very simple, it's 17, 23, R'Shchaydish. So seven days in between. 17, 23, R'Shchaydish. That's Rav Yaisi. Similarly said, that we have a sugi in Tainus that if it doesn't rain at first, first just the Yechidim would fast, 
and then if it eventually didn't rain, then the Rabbanim would fast, and eventually everybody would fast. Or if Yossi used to say, you only fast when it gets to the third raining season without any rain, and that's Rosh Chodesh. So you have 17, 23, and 30. So you have different opinions as to what are the three raining seasons. Okay, so far so good. Why does it matter? Why does it matter what the first one is? Why does it matter what the second one is? And why does it matter what the third one is? Like, who cares? It's, oh, now we hit the second raining season. Okay, for what purpose? So the Gemara says, And we explain the Mesechus Tainus. And this is why it matters to know what the first raining season is. Lishol, that's when you start asking for rain. The first raining season is when you start saying, Okay, so the first raining season is Negea asking. And Shlishis, the third raining season, is Lasanis. It's when everyone has to fast, because if you get to the third raining season without any rain, then everybody has to fast. El Lashni what's the nafkamin of the second raining season? It has to do with Nidarim. As we said, if someone says, I'm not going to do something until the raining season, he means the second. Okay, so far so good. Now this is where the Shaila comes in. Again, we're start off by saying the Machloikas Tanakam Rishikam Leel, whether it needs to rain or not, is only when you said Gishamim. But if you said Geshem, everyone agrees it doesn't actually have to rain. Here's the problem. Vamrina Allah, we add over there in Tainus, Keman Azlahatanya, who is the author of the following Brisa? Rav Shimon Gamliel, who again normally says it does not need to rain, Rav Shimon Gamliel says the following arguments the Rabbanan. Gishamim Shiyardu Shiva Yamim Rishaina Ushnia. Rishon Gamaliel said like this. This is the way the Ryan interprets it. Rishon Gamaliel basically says like this. I hold it doesn't have to rain ever. You, the Rabbanon, feel it has to rain. You should at least agree to me. So we argue about whether it has to rain or not to get to the second raining season. According to Rishon Gamaliel, it does not. According to Rabbanon, it does when it comes to Nadarim. But says Rishon Gamaliel, you should at least agree to me the following. What if it rains straight from the 17th to the 23rd? Straight, without stop. Does it, do you, are you now in the second raining season? Does there have to be a time period where it stops raining for it to be officially in the second raining season or it can go straight? Rishikam Leel says, I believe it should go straight and I think you should agree with me. Rishikam Leel is saying, I hold that it doesn't have to rain at all. So the whole thing is not totally in rain. You who hold it has to rain. You argue with me, you should at least agree that if it goes straight, you've entered the second raining season regarding Nadar. Fine. Now, before we address the question, he said, if it rains seven days straight, you've gone from the first to the second. We listed three opinions as to the dates. The only opinion that has seven days in between the first and the second is Rav Yossi. Because you have Rav Meir, the first one is three, the second is seven, that's four days. According to Rav Yehuda, the first one is seven, the second one is 17, that's ten days. The only one who said there's seven days in between is Rav Yossi, because he said 17 and 23. So six days, so it's officially, it's one week in between the first and second. So the Gemara says, when Rav said seven days, Kimanka Rav Yossi, he followed Rav Yossi, fine. What does all this have to do with it? What you do see from here is Rav Shingham said to the Rabbanon, we argue about whether it has to rain, but you should at least agree with me that if it rains straight, we've reached the second raining season. But we argue. When do they argue? So we said before, they only argue when you said Gishamim, but if you said Geshem, there's no Machlekes. For some reason, the Gemara assumes this case is where you said Geshem, and you see they argue. Meaning, we start off, we know there's a Machlekes on the Rabbanon, whether it has to rain to get to the second raining season for Nadarim, or it can be a drought. But we said the whole Machlekes is only when they said Geshamim, but Geshem no Machlekes. So there's a scenario no Machlekes. Geshem no Machlekes. This Brisa, Rav Shem Liel saying, 
I argue with you when there's a rain or not, but you should agree when it goes straight, meaning we argue. The Gemara assumes this is probably talking about a case of Geshem. Oh, and you see they argue. And the Gemara's answer is, No, the case is Geshem. Like it's, it's one of those where it's incredibly, like, I'm not sure why, the Gemara thought it was probably talking about Geshem. And you see they argue, the answer is no, it was Geshem. That's why they argue. But when it's Geshem, there's no Machalagas. And when Geshem, everyone agrees, it doesn't have to rain. So you have to know exactly what the Havamina was and what the, you know. Okay. Now, new topic. Now, the, the, the Mishnah says, we'll run through this. The top is easy because most of it is Mishnayis. The entire second album is one long Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah says, If a person says, and let's say the first of Tishrei, he says, I swear I'm not going to drink wine this year. So we had this before. Even if it's an Ibriyar, even if, and by the way, the, 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 the Gemara will explain that this was referring to back then where they didn't know, they didn't have calendars. So it wasn't like us where we know based on the calendars when it's going to be um, a leap year. They didn't know. So the guy makes an ad at the beginning of Tishrei. He doesn't know what's going to be a leap year. All of a sudden, an Adar, they're like, oh, let's say Shvat. They're like, oh, we're going to be two Adars. So you could see the guy saying, I didn't know it would be a leap year. So maybe I don't have to do for in the 13th month. I meant 12 months. No, Kamash Malan, when you make an Adar, you know that there's all those possibilities and you're cool with it being a leap year as well. Now, let's say another Shaila. A person says he's not going to drink wine until Adar. The question is, which Adar does he mean? Ad Rosh Adar. So Ad Rosh Adar Rishon. It means the first Adar. Ad Soif Adar. If he says he's not going to drink wine to the end of Adar, Soif Adar Rishon. Meaning the average Adar is Rishon in a person's uh, Nidara. Now here's the problem. The problem is it's a Machloikis Tanoim what the standard Adar is when it comes to documents. Meaning you get a document that says this was uh, this uh, transaction took place in the first of Adar. It doesn't say Adar Rishon Adar Sheni. What is that? Meaning, in other words, when you're writing documents during Adar, you have Adar Rishon, Adar Sheni. Is Adar Stam, Adar Rishon, and Adar Sheni is Adar Sheni? Or do you have to say Adar Rishon, and Adar Sheni is Stam Adar? Our Mishnah is clearly indicating that the average Adar is the first. The problem is, it's a Machlekes Tanoim, when it comes to documents, what is the standard Adar? Is Adar Rishon the standard Adar, like our Mishnah, and when it's Adar Sheni you have to indicate? Or is Adar Sheni the standard Adar, and Adar Rishon you have to indicate? That's the Machlekes. So our Mishnah seems to be based on this Machlekes, telling this Machlekes. The Gemara says, Alma, you see from our Mishnah, Stamad Adar Kama Rishonu, that... The average Adar is Rishon, because that's what the Mishnah says. When you say you're not going to drink wine until Adar, you mean Adar Rishon. Here's the problem. That means that our Mishnah is following only one opinion. It's following Rabbi Yehuda, because Ditanya, as the Braise says, Adar Rishon, if you're writing a document in Adar Rishon, Kosev Adar Rishon. You have to write Adar HaRishon, meaning, if you just write Adar, people are not going to know what it is. Adar Sheni Kosev Adar Stam, the Rameir. Rameir says that if you, if you Adar Sheni, you could write Adar. Meaning, according to Rameya, the standard Adar is Adar Sheni, not like our Mishnah. Rav Yehuda is the one who says, Adar Rishon Kosev Stam, Adar Sheni Kosev Tinyon. Rav Yehuda is the one who says, no, Adar Rishon is Adar. Adar Sheni, you have to indicate it's Adar Sheni. So our Mishnah, which seems to indicate that the first Adar is the standard Adar, follows Rav Yehuda, not Rav Meir. So the Gemara says, no, I'm Rabbiya. Afilu Tema Rav Meir. The truth is, it could even work according to Rav Meir. I, Rav Meir says, the standard Adar is Adar Sheni. Our Mishnah seems to say the standard Adar is Adar Rishon. The answer is Hadi Yada Ma'abra Shada, Hadi Lo Yada. The answer is very simple, and that is look at the bottom Rashi. Afilutei Masnis and Rameir. Umasnis and Kodi Lo Yada in the Ma'abra. The answer is our Mishnah follows Rameir. 
I, Rav Meir, says the standard Adar is Adar Shani. Our mission says standard Adar is Adar Rishon. The answer is, our mission is talking about a case where he didn't know there were going to be two Adars. Meaning, if you know there's going to be two Adars, and you say Adar, you mean Adar Shani. If you don't know there's going to be two Adars, and you say Adar, even if there happens to be two, we assume you mean Adar Rishon. Because at the time, you didn't know there was an Adar Shani. So our mission could work according to Rav Meir. Our mission, which says the standard Adar is Adar Rishon, could work with Ramey, who says the standard others other shani, because Ramey is talking about a case where you know there's two others. So if you know there's two others and you write it, that means other shani. But when it comes to Nadarim, in our case, so when you're writing a document, you obviously know how many others there are. You're writing it during other. You know, by the time other came around, you already knew. But because that's the halacha, you couldn't make another shani in the middle of other rishon. It's too late. So you know there's two others. So in the documents, when you're writing it in the middle of other, you know what it is. So when you know what it is, the standard other shani is other. But our Mishnah, where you're making a nether months out, and you don't know, so if the guy doesn't know, and I guess you'd have to ask him, well, do you know at the time how many others? If he doesn't know, Adar Rishon is the standard Adar, even if there's two. If he knows, Adar Shen. Okay. And the Gemara says, go to the next page, Bahatanya, I'll prove it to you. The Braisa says, it speaks it out. Again, we're saying that according to Rameyer right now, that when Rameyer says the standard Adar is Adar Shen, that's not so posh. It depends on whether you know that there's two or not. I'll prove it to you. The Braisa says, when it comes to Nedarim, Adrush Chodesh Adar, Adrush Chodesh Adar Rishon. Okay, if you say Adrush Chodesh Adar, you mean Rishon, not Sheni. That means the standard is Rishon. Okay. By the way, if I say there's Rishon, that means that there's two, right? right? Rishon means that there's two. And if I'm telling you Rish Chodesh Adar, that means Adar Rishon, meaning there's two, and the standard one is Adar Rishon. But then the Braisa says, Im But if there's two, Adrush Chodesh Adar Sheni, then it's the second one. Wait, wait a minute. You tell me that. I say, I'm not going to do something until Rish Chodesh Adar. And they say, well, it means Rishon, not Shani. It means that there's two. But then they say, yeah, but if there's two, it's Shani. What, what do you, okay, so now you're, so it's both Rishon and Shani? Like, again, again, a guy says, I'm not going to, I'm not going to drink wine until uh, Rish Chodesh Adar. He asks the rabbi, he says, it means, it means Rishon, not Shani. And then they say, the rabbi, but if it's a leap year, then it's Shani. Well, then if there's, if it's not a leap year, then there's not a Shaila. If, they, if I'm asking, it means there's a leap year, right? If there's only one Ada, then there's no Shaila. If I'm asking, it's because it's a leap year. So he says, what's the Psak from the Rabbanim? Go Ada Rishon. But if it's a leap year, Ada Shani. Well, if there's a Rishon, that means there's a Shani. So basically, you're contradicting yourself. So how do you reconcile? It must be the difference is, did the guy know at the time? If the guy knew at the time that there's two Adars, then Shani. If he didn't, then Rishon. That's the reconciliation. The Gemara says, The answer is very simple. You have to ask the guy. So when he goes to the Rav and he says, I made an edda, the Rav says, well, did you know at the time? If he knew at the time, then other Shani. If he didn't know at the time, other Rishon. How you're able to figure that out? I don't know, you have to trust the guy maybe, but 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 that's that's the point. That's that's the reconciliation. All right, from here until the end of the of the end of the daf is one long Mishnah. So we'll run through it fairly quickly. We've had a lot of these concepts already. The Mishnah says, Review the Oimer, Koinam Yayin Shani Taim Pesach. It's an interesting concept. If a person says, I'm not gonna drink wine until Pesach, now you can interpret that. It could be up to Pesach, it could be including Pesach. The Mishnah, Rav Yehuda's opinion is, anytime there's a mitzvah to drink wine, we assume you don't intend to ask for that mitzvah. So what you intend when you said, Ara Pesach, what you meant is, 
until the Dalit crisis. It's not likely that you meant to Aser. What it meant is, you want to be able to be sober until the Dalit crisis. So you tried to cut off wine until the Dalit crisis. It's not likely that you would Aser Dalit crisis because then, then you start getting into whether it's a mitzvah, it's a nether, blah, blah, blah. But, but Pashtos, a person doesn't mean to Aser himself doing a mitzvah. So therefore, if he says he's not going to drink wine out of Pesach, he meant that the nether is up to the point where people normally drink wine, meaning up to the Seder night. But once the Seder night, it doesn't mean to Aser. Okay, another Chiddush. It's the same line, though. It's along the same lines that when you're saying something a little ambiguous, we're going to interpret it not to intervene with doing a mitzvah. Similarly, the Mishnah says, Let's say a person says, I'm not going to eat meat or any food until Yom Kippur. Now, technically, that means that he's supposed to fast until Yom Kippur, but we all know, besides for the mitzvah of eating every Yom Kippur, there's a Suda Mavsekis. There's a mitzvah to have a Suda before Yom Kippur. So if a person says, I'm not going to eat bread until Yom Kippur, again, based on the letter of the law of what he said is, he meant he's not going to eat until Yom Kippur, which means he has to start fasting before Yom Kippur. But we assume that that's not likely. What he means is, What he meant is, it's usher until the Suda Mavsekis. When he says until the tightness, what he meant is until the time where people normally eat before the tightness. Because again, we don't assume he would mean to, 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 to hold back, to aser on himself the Sudam Afsakas. All he meant is it's aser until the Sudam Afsakas. Okay? Similarly, B'Shem Rav Yaisi Benoi Oimer, Kainam Shum Shani Tayim, Achete Shabbos. If a person says, I'm not going to eat garlic until it's Shabbos. There was a minig, there used to be a minig that they would have garlic Friday nights. During the Suda, they would have garlic in the night of the Suda. I think in Europe they still have it. I was by like, like also they would have radishes also. They would, it had to do with, uh, it was posh and health. It was good to have garlic and it was healthy to eat it. So they would eat it Friday night. It became like a minig of Klai Yisrael to have garlic Friday night. So if a person says, I'm not going to eat garlic until Shabbos, again, posh is what he means, I'm not going to eat garlic. Meaning even on Shabbos, I'm not going to eat garlic. Until Shabbos is over, I'm not going to eat garlic. But it's not likely he would mean to aser garlic, which is a minute of Klal Yisrael. So he says, What we interpret his words is to mean, of course he wants to eat garlic Friday night, that's a minute of Klal Yisrael. What he means is, I'm not going to eat garlic until Shabbos. But on Shabbos, I'm going to eat garlic, because we assume he doesn't mean to, to, to prevent himself from a kind of minute of Klal Yisrael. Okay. Yeah, so what this, well, we had this once before. They would have this thing where instead of saying, I'm going to give you a gift, you, they would say, I'm going to give it to your son. It was like the classy way of giving a gift. So a person says like this. A person says, um, I'm, I'm not going to benefit from you, meaning I'm cut off from you. If you don't come and take for your son, meaning, meaning, I want to give you a gift. The guy doesn't want to take it. Again, they would say gift, it was for the son. I want to give your son a gift. It was another way of saying I want to give you a gift. The guy's refusing. And he says, if you don't take my gift, we're cut off. So what's the halacha? So Pashi said, okay, well, if he doesn't take the gift, he's cut off. What do you want to do? The answer is no. The truth is, he could renounce the nether without even going to Rabbanim. And he could say to him, The mission is interpreting like this. You said to the guy, Reuben says to Shimon, if you don't take my gift, I want to give you a gift. You have me over Shabbos, I don't want to take a gift. Take my gift or you're cut off. So you'll say, well, if you don't take a gift, you're cut off. The answer is no. 
When are you cut off? If the nether, if, if the stipulations are not met, how do you make the stipulations? By taking the gift. The answer is there's another way to meet the stipulations, and that is if the person says, the whole reason why you want to, right, the stipulation is done is when you give me the gift. Because you want to honor the guy by giving the gift. Well, if he says, the whole purpose is for my honor, if I choose to not receive the gift, and that's my honor because I don't need your gift because I'm wealthy, then by me refusing, that's also fulfilling the stipulation of the nether. I mean, the, 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 the concept behind the nether is you want to honor. Reuben wants to honor Shimon. So Reuben wants to give him a gift. And Shimon doesn't want to take it. So Reuben says, if you don't take my gift, you're cut off to me. Shimon doesn't actually have to take the gift. And he's still not cut off. Why? Because Shimon could say, the whole reason why you want me to take the gift to avoid the nether is that you want to honor me. Well, my honor is by not taking a gift. That's a legitimate taina, and therefore if Shimon refuses the gift, he's still not usher, because that's a fulfillment of the nether. Opposite. Now what about the opposite? What if Ruvain says to Shimon, you're cut off of me unless you give me a gift? It's less classy. But he's saying, you're cut off to me, I, I, you can't benefit from me unless you give me a gift. So Rameir Oimer, Rameir says, well, okay, but if you don't give him the gift, then you're Aser. There's nothing you can do. The Chum say no, similar thing. Chum say no, you could also nullify the nether without going to a Rav. Rubin says to Shimon, you're cut off to me unless you give me a gift. So, if Shimon decides, no, I'm not giving him a gift, so Rameir says, then you're Aser. Chum say no. Even if Shim doesn't give him a gift, Reuven can nullify the nether without going to Rav by saying, the whole reason why I want a gift is because I want to be honored by you. You owe me something. I'm Michael. He could be Michael. It's the same thing. It's, again, it's, it's all about Reuven's covet. The first case was all about Shimon's covet, and Shimon can say it's Ki'ilu Adon's Eskabel. Now it's the opposite. It's all about Reuven's covet. Reuven says, you came to my house, you can give me a gift. Unless you give me a gift, you're dead to me. So Rameir says, well, if you don't give him a gift, you're dead to him. Says, says the Chum, no. The whole point is Reuben saying, you didn't show me honor. If Reuben gets up the next day and he's like, listen, I thought about it. The truth is, we're, I'm Michael. My honor is good. We're good. So that's fine. The, the whole point is, is for him to get covered. If his covered is Kabina Skabal without getting a gift, that's a fulfillment of the nether as well. It's a little bit funny because usually we go by what was said, but I guess there's the spirit of behind what was said. It wasn't that he actually wanted a gift, it's that he wanted to be shown honor. If he shows honor in other ways, and he could be Michael, well, it's also fine. Now the last, just to end the Mishnah, um, we've had this, again, it, it's, it's always tricky to like put it with everything that we have till now. Let's say they're urging someone to marry his niece. Whatever, they're, they're, they're pushing Reuven to marry someone. So they're pushing Reuven, in this case, to marry his niece. That was a common application in that time. So they're pushing Reuven to marry his niece. He's not interested. He says, let's say, Reuven is being pushed to marry Sarah, his niece. He says, Sarah is usher to me forever. Now, here's the thing. They're related. So they're at a Hanukkah party. It's uncomfortable, but she wants to give him a God. Whatever it is. The question is, he said she's usher to him. Does that mean she's usher? The answer is no. It's clear from the context, when he said she's usher, he doesn't actually mean to usher his niece from passing him a cup of wine. He means to usher marriage. He means that they can't live together, they can't get Hanah's Tashmish, or any other Hanah that would... His, his objection is never to the person. It's, he doesn't want to marry her. He doesn't have a problem with getting a ride from her if she's driving to the city. So when he says, we're interpreting it, when, because it's clear from the context that when he usher's his niece, it's due to avoid marriage, he doesn't mean to usher all forms of Hanah. He means to usher Hanah that can lead to marriage. So if there's a Hanah that doesn't lead to marriage, he has no problem benefiting from that. Again, this is a Chiddush, because you could have seen, he said, it's us. 
Nasser, you'd think that he meant to Asr Lagamri. But he says, the Khaina Magarish is Ishta, you are Makoin Rishti Nenis Lilam, and Bataris Lahanisla, Shinis Khabzil, Shamishis. Similarly, if he's divorcing his wife, he says she's also to me forever. He doesn't actually mean to Asr her. He means that I don't want to remarry her. So therefore the Hana that he's Asering is Hana of relations. But any other form of Hana, he doesn't actually mean to Asr. Well, again, it's a tremendous khidish because I could see him say, I, we, he cut him off maybe to prevent any relationship from building. But I guess the answer is, if it's clear from the context that his main objection is marriage, then any other Hana would be mutter. And, I'm sorry? Correct. Very different till everything we've had. Correct. No Gemara. No Gemara. Uh, it's one of those where you take your ball and you leave it. And you close the Gemara. The, the Mishnah similarly says, how you like this we've had before, that if someone is pushing his friend to eat by him as a gift, as a guest, he said, your house is also to me. Now, again, based on what he actually said, he can't enter the guy's house, but it's clear from the context that he doesn't actually mean to ask the house. He just doesn't want to eat there. So when he says he's asking the house, he just means I don't want to eat there. So could he use the bathroom? So says the Mishnah, he can go in, he can go into the house, he can have a cup of water. What he really means is to asser a meal. Any other form of Hanoah, although he said, your house is asser to me, he doesn't actually mean to asser that, he just means to asser a meal. Therefore, all other forms of Hanoah would be allowed. All right, we'll pick it up tomorrow.